Hey everybody, welcome back to Checkerboard Chat, the official sports podcast of the Daily Beacon. I'm Tyler Wobbles and that's to Michael Cole, and we're back here bringing you some more discussions and debates about Tennessee athletics. DeMichael, I have one word for you, mm-hmm. basketball. There's been a lot of it's basketball in this campus, yeah, a lot of basketball and in uh, Tennessee and in the state of Tennessee, actually in Nashville with the women's basketball tournament. So we're going to break all that down with both the men's team and the women's team. Uh, you know, the men's team is gearing up for the SEC tournament after closing its season with pretty remarkable win, yeah. a pretty remarkable mm-hmm. accomplishment. DeMichael, just uh, take me into that. You were there covering the game. So what was the atmosphere like? And just well, what do you think that win was like for the Vols? Well, just the atmosphere in general. I'll say that atmosphere was the second best one of the season ahead of the Kentucky game. So, you know, Kentucky game is the one that gets all the buzz. But this year you had the December game against North Carolina, the checker, you know, they checkered um, Thompson Bowler Arena. And that game probably was the loudest, you know, just overall. But this game against Georgia was, I mean, it was crazy. I mean, the fans were into it. I, the Admiral Schofield had a, a steal at one point. And he ran down the baseline and dunked it, and that probably was the loudest Thompson Bowling Green has been all season. So that game, that game was crazy. It was senior night for for James Daniel, and you know they clinched a share of the SEC championship first time since 2008. That was big for those players. It was big for Rick Barnes. It was good to you know. And in the locker room, they celebrated. They threw the water on Rick Barnes, and he he had to he changed outfits for the post game press yeah. because I mean they they soaked them up. They did, yeah, but. But, I mean, they're rolling right now, and you, you ended the season with a big win, not to mention, I mean, they had a five-game losing streak against Georgia. So there were so many reasons that that game meant so much more to this team. And now they're just gearing up for the SEC tournament, which will be very competitive. And talking about that SEC tournament debacle, just um, just how do you see the balls faring? Obviously, this is an SEC that's been really up and down this season. Obviously, we know what Kentucky, you know, they weren't the same that they normally are. Mm-hmm. Um, Auburn and Tennessee, you know, both were sort of the, the top dogs, obviously, with sharing the SEC championship. So, what would you be your preview of this SEC tournament? How do you think the Vols might fare, and how far do you think could they get – how much of a run do you think could they have in this tournament? Well, for this tournament, fans, everyone, just prepare for anything. I mean, it's it's really that simple, and that's not normal. I mean, usually, you know, you have at the top, you have a team that you know that's going to be there, but any team – Rick Barnes said it earlier. He said it around – February, mid-February, Rick, Rick Barnes said something like Georgia Georgia was around 11th or 12th at the time in the SEC. He said Georgia could win the SEC um, tournament, and nobody would be shocked. So, I mean, that's just – that puts this in perspective how, you know, evenly competitive this field will be. You look at teams like Texas A&M, who were in the top five at the beginning of the season at a certain point. And you know they fell off a little bit lately, but they, they, I mean they've had pretty good moments this season. You look at a team like Kentucky, Kentucky, same thing. They've had good moments. They fell off at times. You look at a team like Florida. So this is a very competitive, very deep field, and at any moment, any of these teams can get hot and give Auburn a very good run, give Tennessee a very good run. Auburn is battling injuries, and you know they squeaked past South Carolina in their regular season finale. So. Auburn may not be the same Auburn team that a lot of people saw in the regular season, so they're definitely on upset watch. Tennessee, I feel like Tennessee could. They could win this tournament, 
but it'll it'll be very hard to I mean simply because they'll play the winner of Mississippi State and LSU in in that um that Friday matchup and with those two teams you know Tennessee fared well against both of them Tennessee went to Mississippi State and won that game by double digits behind Admiral Schofield's big day and you know Grant Williams didn't even have a big game and they still you know pretty much handled Mississippi State same thing against LSU they played LSU at home. They shut down the, the um, point guard, Tremont Waters, who, you know, was filling it up at the time. And, I mean, those two opponents, you feel like Tennessee, you know, they could get past those two. But after that, it's like they could possibly run into Kentucky. They could possibly run into Florida. And these are teams, you know, that they beat in the regular season. But, you know, as we saw with Lady Vols a little bit, every now and then when you have to play – a team over and over, they learn more about you, and they get that much more harder to beat. So, yeah. Yeah, and so, DeMichael, this question is what popped in my mind. I was going to ask you, um, uh-huh. obviously, after covering this season, obviously, you know, Rick Barnes has been on the job for several years now. You've seen mm-hmm. him sort of develop this team into a winning program mm-hmm. now. Um, and obviously, a lot of people are on his side. A lot of people are really happy to have him as their coach. The success of this season, do you think that's more due to – Rick Barnes' uh, skills in coaching and maybe in recruiting and just mm-hmm. developing a program? Or do you think it's more due to the success of certain <clears throat> players on the court? Just Who do you think more should get that credit, or is it just an overall effort? Well, it's an overall effort, but if you're going to give the credit to someone, you you got to give it to Rick Barnes. I mean, you look at these guys, these aren't five-star recruits. These aren't highly rated four-star recruits that all, you know, the power five um, teams were begging for. These are, you know, players that were going to take time to develop and to turn into what they've turned into. I mean, a guy like Admiral Schofield, who's, I mean, been playing some of the best ball in the SEC of late, and Grant Williams was, I mean, he'll probably be first team all SEC. If he's not, he'll be second team. So Grant Williams had a remarkable year. And neither of these guys were, you know, just highly recruited. So, I mean, you you got to give it to Rick Barnes. And he's installed a mindset in his team, and they've all bought in. And the perfect example of that is James Daniel. James Daniel came to this team. We all knew he was um, one of the top scorers in the NCAA. I believe he was the active leading scorer entering the season in the entire NCAA. He averaged over 25, 26 points a game at Howard in his last season there. And I mean, James Daniel could feel the ball up, but he came here he bought into what Rick Barnes told him. Rick Barnes told him, he said, you're not going to be a 25-point-per-game scorer here. We're, that's not what we need you to do. We need you to play defense first and buy into this team mindset. And that's what he's done. And that's a perfect example of that. So James Daniels is only averaging seven points now. I mean, that's like 20 points less than what he was averaging at Howard in his last season. But they've all bought in. And when you buy in to what your coach is saying the way that Tennessee has, usually good things happen. And there are no egos on this team. There there are no, you know, no, I want the shot, I want the shot type mentality. You know, everyone, I mean, we've seen it. Lamonte Turner's hit the big shot. Admiral Schofield hit the big shot in the last game. And Grant Williams has made a lot of go-to um, shots this season. I mean, that's the guy they usually go to the most. But, you know, as I said, a lot of these players – have had their moments this season and that's just that's the Tennessee way that Barnes has brought here for sure and I think that's really interesting looking at you know the Rick Barnes situation right now that's almost when you're a university and you hire a coach really at any Mm -hmm. sport that's what you want 
You know, you yeah. have a coach come in in his first few seasons, you know, you see a little bit of that slow improvement, you know, building mm-hmm. up your roster. And then you have a season like this year where you really just explode, you know, just have that season where, you know, you do what the fans want, you win those games, you know, you you uh, co-win the SEC. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a tough coach. Sure. And I think that plays a role in it too. You know, Barnes isn't the, oh, it's going to be okay, you can do it next time type coach. Yeah. I mean – he he said it in his last presser that, you know, Admiral Schofield and Grant Williams are the hardest two working guys, you know, as far as getting in the gym, putting in time in the gym. But Admiral was over there to the side and I think after that he said something like he doesn't you know, he doesn't tell them that because, you know, he doesn't want them thinking that he wants them thinking they always can do more. And that's been the mentality this whole season. Every time Tennessee's picked up a big win, whether it was beating Kentucky twice or, you know, the big win over Purdue, in any of those games, they always say, uh, we can do more, we can do more. Winning the, you know, SEC regular season championship, Admiral Schofield said, we're not done yet, we can do more. So, I mean, it's Barnes, he's so tough on them to the point, it's, you know, it's in the team now that they feel like they're not finished and there's always room for more improvement. And when you got a coach like that, I mean, you can't ask for more than that. For sure, and I, you know, I think that it will be very interesting to see where Tennessee goes, and obviously in the tournament, and then mm-hmm. in the NCAA. But after this season, you know, yeah. Rick Barnes really seems to have the program where he wants it right now. You know, he's yeah. getting the guys bought into his system. You know, you finally see those benefits of having that system of you know recruiting well of you know, teaching players the way he wants to teach them. And he's a guy that's had success. He's had success, you know, in different stops in his career. Um, Obviously, the administrators at Tennessee were hoping that he would have it here. And I would say that Philip Fulmer and, you know, everyone else in the administration is, you know, pretty happy to see him. And they'd Mm -hmm. probably like to keep him around for a long time. Definitely, yeah. For sure. So now we're going to switch gears here a little bit, and we're going to talk about some uh, Lady Vols basketball. Obviously, the women's team traveled to Bridgestone Arena in Nashville to in the SEC tournament, and they made it had a two-game run. Obviously, they played at Auburn, who was the ten seed. Ball Tennessee was the seven seed in the in the second round. They had a first round bye, and Tennessee defeated Auburn. They moved on to the uh, quarterfinals, where they played South Carolina, which. That was a matchup that DeMichael yeah. and I talked about a lot. You know, mm-hmm. that was Tennessee had already beat South Carolina two times in the regular season. Yeah. But there was a little bit of an asterisk right there. Yeah. Because they didn't have arguably the nation's best player, Aja Wilson. You know, she had two different ailments that sidelined her for those games. And there was a lot of, you know, talk going up into this game, DeMichael, about would she play? And not just yeah. with her, but also with, you know, Jamie Nard. Obviously, Nard has been – you know, arguably Tennessee's best player this season has been a standout senior for the team. But then she took a hard fall against Auburn, and, you know, she suffered what was reported as a bruised hip, and a lot of people weren't sure if she would play. She ended up starting. Aja Wilson did not start, but she did come in about halfway through the first quarter, and I think that was about all she wrote. Yeah. You, know, um, yeah. you know, obviously Tennessee did give them a good game. They did come back. You know, some in the third quarter to just make it within, I think, three points. But South Carolina ended up with the win and put Tennessee out for the SEC tournament, ended their run in the quarterfinals. So basically, DeMichael, after looking at this Lady Vols team, seeing what they did, obviously, you know, now they're awaiting this NCAA tournament where they're going to find out what their selection is. It appears like they will host unless something changes. The last rankings that were released, they were number 12 um, out of the 16 teams that would get to host. So, DeMichael, just 
what stage do you see this Lady Vols team at right now? Do you think they're ready to make a run in the NCAA tournament, or do you think that may not be in the cards for them right now? Well, you know, I've said for a long time now, this team, of course, every team goes as far as your leaders take you, but this team won't reach their full potential until all three of those freshmen are playing, you know, their best basketball of the season. And we saw with Renaya Davis. Yeah, Renaya Davis. She she had a very big game against Auburn. Yeah. Hit the game-winning shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what did she have? What around eighteen points or so? Yeah, it was somewhere around there. Yeah, but she, she had a real big game. So with I mean, she was playing well. And now, you know, you see it in in moments with the other two freshmen. You know, so will they be very consistent? And you get that consistency from Russell and and Nard. And you add those players. You know, playing well peaking at the same time altogether, then you have a team that can make a really deep run in the NCAA tourney. And, I mean, whether they're seated three or four is going to be a big thing too because, obviously, you know, that's a big difference. I mean, as a three seed, you're probably going to, you know, face a team that's a little more evenly matched with you, like a two seed, if they, you know, get to that sweet 16 um, range. But, you know, there are some pretty good one seeds this year. For sure, yeah. So, Tennessee is seated fourth. They'll they'll have a very tough Sweet 16 matchup, and if they you know get to the Sweet 16, I mean, even before the Sweet 16, you'll have a tough matchup against a five seed who's probably ranked usually in the 20s in the AP poll. So where they're seated will be a big thing. But this team, I don't feel like they'll be able to reach their full potential until all three of those freshmen are maximizing their potential. And we've seen it in spurts, but now fans and everyone need need to see it happen at in you know together. And if they can get that with the two senior leaders playing well, the, the sky is the limit, and they can make a deep run. For sure, and I and I agree with you on that. I think mm-hmm. that this team could make a very deep tournament run. Obviously, it does. Like we said before, it does look like they will host the first two rounds of the tournament in their regional, which would be a huge boost. I yeah. mean, we know obviously, especially I mean young players. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's a that's a home court advantage. That's yeah. a place they they've had success playing. They've only lost. They've lost very few games at home this year, I think just around two. Um, and then obviously you saw what the men's team did against, against uh, you know, when they played that game against Georgia, mm-hmm. when they just, you know, it was electric. It was a sold-out game. Yeah. And I think if the Lady Vols, you know, had that same fan support at their games in the uh, first two rounds of the tournament, that could definitely be a difference maker. Right. And also I think it is important to note, you know, this is a really good Tennessee team. They have had their struggles, you know. Mm-hmm. They have lost, you know, losing to unranked uh, Alabama. They did have that, you know. They they went fifteen and zero at the start of the season. They they won some big games. Sure, too. yeah, and, and they did fall off a little bit. But this mm-hmm. is a very good uh, Lady Vols team. Yeah, you know, in a and I think this is one of the best seasons for women's co- women's college basketball in terms of really good teams. Uh-huh. I mean, you saw, you know, okay. South Carolina, Mississippi State in the finals of the SEC tournament. Yeah. Those are very good teams. And, you know, South Carolina did not have Adrian Wilson for those first two games, but, you know, Tennessee did win those games pretty handedly. So I think that sometimes in all that fanfare with the men's team, that can get lost a little bit. And obviously, sure, the men's team should get that praise. You know, you see what yeah. Rick Barnes has done. You you know, fans uh, have that admiration for him. Um, but this women's I, team is good. Yeah, I think it's the expectation level. For sure. It's, I mean, you know, expectations are set based off of the past. Yeah. And, you know, for, you know, whatever reason, we all know why the Lady Vols are, you know, expected to sure. finish top ten, top five, really, every season. 
And, you know, for other reasons, we know why a lot of fans didn't expect the men's basketball team to even make the tournament this season. That's true, yeah. So it's the expectation I mean, how many times level. have we heard that picked 13th in the SEC? Yeah. You know, how many? I think I saw yeah. that about a thousand times on Twitter yeah, after right. that game. But Yeah, even the players are starting to sure. chime in about it. But, I mean, it's the expectation level I think plays a huge <clears throat> role in that simply because, I mean, the Lady Vols, you know, they're – they're right around, you know, where where they were projected to be. Mm-hmm. But you know, from the fans' perspective, Pat Summit, you know, she 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 set the standard so sure. high, and you know, you, when you have to follow up someone like that, it, yeah. it's it's it's, it's, it's the hardest impossible. thing. Yeah, yeah. and it yeah, it's impossible pretty much. So, I mean, Holly Warwick has done a really good job, but she's in that position where she'll always be held to that standard. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. That plays a role into it because fans have been spoiled sure, with yeah, this definitely. Lady Vols team. Absolutely. And with the men's team, they haven't been spoiled. I mean, 2013 was the last time that the men's team made the tournament, and, yeah. you know, they're locked for the tournament now. So they're about to go into the NCAA tournament, a potential top four seed. Depending on how far they go, you know, they could get up to a two seed potentially. So right now looking at anywhere between a two to a five seed. And fans haven't seen that in a long time. And – I mean, the um, regular season championship, first time since 2008. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's that excitement from this just not being normal. Sure. So, yeah, that that's where I think that excitement comes in for that. men's basketball. Yeah, yeah and, and I think, and it, like we said before, I think it's a very interesting time, you know, on campus right now with sports. I mean, yeah. obviously, and you know, I would say a little bit of that excitement, too, is coming from – the way the football season went. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, you have I, to undergo all of that. <laughs> you know, you saw, you know, like I said, I think we said this in a couple episodes ago, but the men's team or the women's team wins one game, and it's like, oh, this is a basketball school. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, because, you know, understandably so, because of the way that season went, it was more than attrition. It was just, you know, almost heartbreak for Tennessee fans. You look yeah. at that Florida game where, mm-hmm. you know, a Hail Mary to win the game, <laughs> and then that, that coaching search was just – yeah, and you know it wasn't fan, fun. Fans went through it. Yeah, fans they went did. through it, and I mean, us media people did too. Sure, especially yes. with the coaching search. Oh man, but <laughs> but I mean, like you said, all that you know pain. At this at this point, it was like, okay, we need something to be happy about. We can't yeah. be depressed for the next six to eight months waiting on football season sure. and Jeremy Pruitt and his new staff or whatever. But. I mean, and the basketball teams are giving them that. Sure. Lady Vols have and the men's basketball team now. It's just, you know, the men's basketball team, it's been so long. Rather so with the Lady Vols, this is, you know, usually where they are mm-hmm. more times than not. So, you know, it's it's the old saying that consistency sometimes gets boring. Yeah. So well, I mean, look at Nick Saban in Alabama. You yeah. see that even I mean, from some of those fans. So it's, it's like, what else do you expect? Yeah, so, exactly. But yeah. I, I like that. I like that sort of analogy, you know, of Holly Willick McBarnes sort of taking the mantle from football and sort of, you know, uh, making mm-hmm. the fans happy again. Yeah. But, but thanks for watching, guys. That's going to wrap it up for us today. Make sure to check out the Daily Beacon Sports Twitter, our website. Follow both of us on Twitter for the latest uh, Tennessee Athletics news and updates. So once again, thanks for watching. And this is Tyler Wommels, and that's to Michael Cole. And we'll see you at the next episode.